Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Drivers, start your engines! Hit the pace car! What for? Because you hit every other damn thing out there, I want you to be perfect! When I'm driving, I got a guy on the radio who talks to me. It's him. He talks to me. He didn't slam you, he didn't bump you, he didn't nudge you, he rubbed you, and rubbing son is racing. Hey race fans, welcome to the Hoobazoo Radio Network, and welcome to Drafting the Circuits. My name is Frank Santoroski, I'll be your host for the next hour as we go over everything racing. Joining me in the studio tonight, I've got Mr. Gray Warren, Mr. Seth Eggert, Mr. Richard Uden. How you guys doing? Terrific. Doing good. All right, we also have a special... Uh, guest panelists join, joining us tonight because we're going to preview the NTT IndyCar Series Championship weekend. So uh, I thought I'd bring in a great friend of the show, Christopher Hinchcliffe, author, philosopher, karate instructor, all-around good guy. Um, Christopher, great to have you back in the show. How are you tonight? I'm great, thanks. Thank you very much for having me back. Oh, like I, like I, like I, like I tell you, you're our favorite guest, or, or you're... You never tell us no, one or the other. So, but it's always always a pleasure to have you on the show, and, and looking forward to having some great conversation. Um, headlines of the week: um, another uh, another tragic story. Mike, Mike Stefanik, the guy who was the king of NASCAR modifieds uh, for years, lost his life in a in a plane crash uh, at the age of 61. That happened this week. Obviously, all of our thoughts are with Mike's family, his friends, folks he's worked with. Uh, now, now, Seth, this guy, he was. He's not your average modified guy. He was he was a beast on the track. Uh, you've got you've got some stats. He was uh, he raced for thirty years from nineteen eighty four, retired in two thousand fourteen. He spanned the generational gap between Richie Evans and Jerry Cook to today's Justin Bonsignor and Ryan Priest, who's now running in the Cup Series. Uh, Seventy four wins. He the most wins by a modified tour driver in the modern era of the tour, which is 1985 to the present. Uh, he is the only driver to win two championships in two different series in the same year, uh, the K&N East Series, what was then Bush North, and the modified series. He did that in 1997 and 1998 before going on to the truck series in 99 to earn Rookie of the Year. Uh, he didn't stay in the truck series for very long. He didn't stay in the Xfinity series for very long, but he cut his teeth in the modified series. He was essentially a gentleman racer, a very, uh, polite, uh, driver, both on and off the track, but he was fast. Uh, he won championships with, I believe six different teams and he, and that is a total of nine championships between the two series. Yeah, certainly, certainly this guy's a Hall of Famer. Um, but uh, uh, he has been uh, on the Hall of Fame nominee list for the past five years, and he actually just missed making the Hall of Fame this past year. Well, I'm sure before too long he'll be in there because obviously that's a Hall of Fame career. But uh, again, you know, our, our thoughts are with with Mike's Mike's family, Mike's friends. Um, uh, you know, very sad when anything like that happens. So um, yeah, it, yes, it is terrible. And I think I tell you, Seth can back me up. It comes just days on uh, on the anniversary of Ted Christopher's One day uh, before. accident. How about what? that? Yeah, Ted, Ted Christopher, another modified uh, standout, was killed. Also killed in a plane crash. And that was in 2017. Uh, there is a remembering a champion feature on Motorsports Tribune to Ted Christopher, and 
if you're listening to this, uh, there is one coming soon on Mike Stefanik. Um, like I said, he was just a gentleman racer, a very nice guy. Uh, unfortunately, one of the main things he's going to be remembered for is that post-race interview after the battle at the beach, uh, the modified race at Daytona, in which he was dumped from the lead on the final lap by Steve Park. Uh, that is how Fox Sports uh, and NASCAR on Fox chose to remember him, while NASCAR on NBC, which is the home of NASCAR home tracks today, uh, chose to remember him by putting up the highlights of his career, the championships, the wins, and more importantly, who uh, Mike actually was on and off the track. Well, good for them. Good for them. So, all right. Well, well moving on, we uh, the Cup Series was in action at um, Vegas, uh, the first uh, round of the playoffs. I still want to call it the chase every now and again. Martin Truex was the first guy to uh, go ahead and punch his car to the next round. Um, Kyle Busch. Uh, again, in the news, again, disappointed, again, not happy after the race, but uh, a, a young guy named Garrett Smithley has gone from somebody you never flipping heard of to the most talked about uh, driver in NASCAR this week, and we will talk about that later in the show, uh, but first off, I want to preview the um, IndyCar Championship weekend. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, us IndyCar guys, we love our races, but we're, we're, we have the shortest season, you <laughs> know, starts last and ends first um but we've got we've got a, a heck of a great battle going into laguna seca we've moved the you know finale from sonoma to laguna seca this year the contenders are uh, joseph newgarden followed by alexander rossi simon pagino uh scott dixon um the five-time champion is still mathematically alive although he's got a pretty tough uh row to hold there so um but before we talk about those guys um christopher hinchcliffe thanks again for joining us yeah, 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 yeah. I'd like thanks. to, I'd like to talk about your brother a little bit, your brother James, because um, we, you know, when, when we get together, we don't talk about James very much for whatever reason, because we have conversations about everything else. But uh, James has had a very interesting season um, and a very interesting year on and off the track. So I just want to, I just want to go ahead and kind of run down this little timeline of events that I prepared, and, right. and then, then once I, once I get to the end there. You feel free to just grab a grab a topic that uh, that that you want to discuss. So, but um, uh, early in the year, the season didn't get off to a bad start. He had a string of finishes, six sevenths, you know, uh, decent finishes. Not you know, not average, not mediocre, but you know, top end of the field. Um, wasn't contending for the lead there. We get to Indianapolis. Uh, wrecks the primary car in practice, forces him into the backup car forces him into the last row shootout and of course the most tragic event forces him to cancel his autograph session that, that you set up with him um <laughs> yeah but that he, was definitely the big tragedy of the weekend yeah yeah so and uh uh anyway so james rebounds uh starts in the last row finishes up 11th place at indianapolis people happen to notice the Arrow Electronics decals on the McLaren entry. Now, the McLaren entry then does not make the field, but folks are starting to put two and two together, and they think, is there some sort of a partnership between McLaren and Schmidt-Peterson that is either forthcoming or not? And the, the rumors are kind of quelched with the fact that um, Arrow Electronics and McLaren Applied Technology have a, a business-to-business -business relationship, which makes perfect sense if you look at the products that both of those companies uh, produce. They work well together. So, But these, these rumors persist, but they're, they're kind of quickly squelched. Um, you know, we get back to racing. Um, James gets a, gets a podium at Iowa. Um, uh, Erickson gets a podium somewhere in there as well. I think it was at Detroit. Uh, so things are, are looking up for the team a little bit. And then somewhere in there, the announcement is made that McLaren and Schmidt-Peterson will have this partnership. Chevrolet will be brought on board in place of Honda. Um, James puts a statement out that says he's looking forward to working with McLaren and looking forward to working with General Motors. Um, and then he, he admits that he'll have to have some conversations with Honda because we all know James is um, a Honda spokesman and a very popular one at that. Uh, so he says those conversations will come in the days to come. Now... Nobody believes James. Nobody believes Hinch that, that he's 
Everybody wants to put him in a fifth Andretti car, a third Ray Hall car, a third coin car. Uh, Paul Tracy goes so far as to say, oh, Hinch and Peterson are going to start their own team. And everybody thinks Paul Tracy must know what he's talking about because he's Canadian. And all you, all you Canadians know one another. Um, of course, Rick <clears throat> Peterson quickly says that's not the case. Um, so James really doesn't answer any questions directly. Instead, you know, he, he prefers to lay low a little bit because he's got something bigger on his plate. And this is to, to go off and get married. So he marries the lovely and talented Rebecca Dalton, uh, has, has a lovely time with his friends and his family, um, gets married, and then gets, gets back to the business of racing. Um, in the meantime, Schmidt Peterson puts out a statement that says, yes, we are retaining James Hinchcliffe in our driver lineup. Again, nobody believes him. And you know, when I say nobody, I mean people like Marshall Pruitt and uh, Robin Miller are still insisting that James is going to be in a Honda car next year, although there's really not a lot of pieces to put together there. So, um, And then the, the later part of James's season is, is marked with a lot of disappointment. We've got three out of four races where he's taken out in somebody else's accident and, 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 and gets a finish outside the top 20. Three, three out of four um, where he's just wrong place, wrong time. So um, he does the only thing that a rational individual would do at this point, which is to pose nude in Sports Illustrated magazine. So uh, And also um, go ahead and enter the Bathurst 1000. So that's that's been James's year in a nutshell. So um, Christopher, <laughs> grab any of those topics there and um, you know tell us what you know. And I know you're, you're going to tell me you have no intel on McLaren, right? Uh, my, my, my first thought is you, know, you made this joke about how I never say no. And I'm starting to think James doesn't say no to anything either. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, yeah. to, his, to his credit, the Sports Illustrated article that accompanied the photographs what was a really compelling interview. It was, it was very nicely done. I, I enjoyed reading that quite a bit. Yeah, I uh, no, I enjoyed it. I, I actually I knew he was doing that. He did it months ago, like the like the. Uh, you know the, the 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 photo thing itself was you know t- I don't remember exactly when it was but um, all I remember was th- I, I was I was with him so it might have been in May or maybe when he was he was visiting uh, sometimes he stops by my place on his way back from Toronto uh, back down to Indy um, it's just an easier starting point where I live but uh, so sometimes spends a night and I remember he was being really weird about food. And, uh, you know, he wasn't eating very much or he was like watching his carbs or something. And, and I remember kind of giving him this funny look because I'm thinking, you know, you're in great shape. What are you you know, what are you what are you what are you worried about? And uh, finally, he broke down and told me because he had this photo shoot coming up. And of course, you know, I laughed and and then I completely forgot about it until whenever it was last week. And all of a sudden I see his naked body all over Twitter and Facebook and, and, and everyone, you know, people who I never talked to about James, people, you know, here in the city or whatever are sending me messages, uh, uh, you know, chuckling and, 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 and telling him, telling me how great he looks and everything. And, uh, um, yeah, no. So I, it actually, it almost, it came as a surprise to me when those articles popped up or when that article popped up. Cause I can, even though I knew about it, I think he represented himself well in the whole thing, though. I mean, if you if you, if yeah. you re- read the thing, watch the video, the video interviews. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it's a uh, it's really good. Draw some attention to the sport, and and you know he 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 shows his scars. You know he's he's been through a lot, and he's he's come out stronger for it. So I I, I mean I applaud that. No, for sure. No, he he you know he he always he always presents himself very well um, in these kinds of things, and uh, and this would this was no exception, but. Um, but yeah, I mean, circling back to some of the other stuff you brought up, I mean, the, you know, the the McLaren thing, yeah, no, I, I mean, I know you want to pump me for information. I don't know what I can tell you. Um, I, I, I know as much as anyone else does, you know, because it, it, the, the the way things work, on on the one hand, it's like I don't even think James knew what was going on until it was basically happening. Like they, I think they were really playing their cards close to the chest on this one. I mean, despite the, um, uh, you know, the logos, uh, 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 uh on, on Alonso's car at Indy, um, you know, I mean, at that, you know, that, that could have meant anything or nothing, but, um, but, you know, despite all, all the, all the, all the rumblings, it got quiet, but then it was, it was, it was sort of nothing. And then it all just started happening all at once. Has, um, uh, has he been taking Spanish lessons? <laughs> 
no, I don't know. You know, but it wouldn't surprise me if he would pick it up. Just, I mean, the way he learned how to dance makes me think that he could just pick up anything. Um, I didn't think he could dance either. So uh, maybe he already speaks Spanish, and I don't, and I don't know. Um, but you know, listen, it's it's it, when I heard the news, you know. I was I was conflicted because I thought, okay, wow, that's that's kind of cool, right? This, you know, having having McLaren as part of your team, um, you know, the resources they've got, they've got you know fantastic training facilities and stuff that he'll have access to now. Um, but you know, at the same time, it was like oh, this is like another. He's going to be going into another rebuilding year. You know, it's going to be like another first year with a new kind of kind of team. Um, which he's sort of been doing the last, you know, the last two, three years, it feels like. So I was really hoping that by now he was going to be settling into a groove with a with a with a, an established team. So to have another shakeup. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be exciting. It's going to be challenging. Uh, it's going to be very, very interesting. Um, I mean, the Honda thing is obviously, you know, he's. Uh, I mean, he's a professional about it. Um, he's really enjoyed uh, working with Honda, um, you know, being their spokesperson and everything. I think that's that's been a that's been a, a a good relationship for him. So I think he's gonna he's gonna miss that. Um, but I mean, listen, listen, if 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 there are any crazy moves uh, in 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 the in the in the works, uh, I know nothing about them. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Um, I, I don't know. This could be a very silly season uh, for James. Uh, but as far as I know, everything he said publicly is is just the way it is. Yeah, and that's I, I don't know why everybody wants to not believe him. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like uh, him say, he really hasn't uh, responded kind of very publicly and, and said, yes, I'm staying. You know, he, he said that early on, but then he's been, he's been pretty quiet about it, and everyone else has been a little quiet about it, too, of course, as, the, you know, a lot of the, the series talk has gone to the, you know, testing of the windscreen that's coming up and the championship battle that's coming up uh, and, and those sort of things, so. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, anything can happen, you know, I don't think anything's completely, you know, there's 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 nothing stopping some incredible deal changing everything, but as far as I know, it's, you know, and it's, and listen, the, I mean, because I, 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 I've read all the same stuff, right? All the all the theories about what might happen. And, you know, I, from my perspective, and this is my entirely biased point of view, I think a lot of it comes from people like who, who feel the same way I do, that like James deserves to be on an established team, you know, with with but that has its groove already. Right. They've been watching him, especially this year. It's been such a frustrating year for him. Um, to, uh, uh, you know, to get knocked out, no fault of his own. Um, and otherwise, yeah, yeah, three and otherwise times. good runs. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think, I think a lot of that conspiracy is driven from actually people rooting for him, right. In, in, in a way, right. They, they, they want to see him, uh, make that, you know, make that next move and, and move from a steady top 10 driver to, uh, you know, to a, to a real contender, um, but like, like I said, that's just my bias view. That's just how I see everything when it comes to James. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of people are connecting dots that maybe are there, maybe are not. You know, like like Ray Hall Letterman has floated the idea that they're they're kind of close to a third car, um, and then of course everyone assumed well that funding for that third car is coming from Honda of Canada and um, Canada Petrol, and it's going to come with James Hinchcliffe. 
lately Ray Hall said, well, you know, the possibility has gone from like 60-40 to 50-50 on that third Ray Hall car. And, of course, you know, Michael Andretti has announced he's going to expand his team to five full-time cars. Um, You know, of course, the smart money puts Colton Herta there. Uh, But, uh, you know, James has worked with Michael before and with a great degree of success. I mean, I want to say James won – with, with three races, um, his first year with uh, Andretti, when yeah. he was driving the GoDaddy car, he had, he had a great year. I, I remember he, he had a, a fantastic drive at, at St. Pete that was, um, you know, reminiscent of uh, some of the um, the drives you see Rossi put on now, where he just in the zone. So um, we'll just have to see what happens with James. And I didn't think you'd be giving us any um, intel. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, you know, here's here's the thing. James always jokes with me that. He's he is the last person on the team to know anything. So, you know, that means that I am the last person, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I will know likely after the rest of the world knows because I'll be the last one to see it on Twitter. Um, so if, 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 as I said, if, if, if James doesn't know, then uh, then I don't know. And he's and he's he's at, he's at the end of the line um, for a lot of these decisions. Yeah, well, hopefully wherever James ends up, which like, it's it's to me. To, to me, as the observer, it, it appears to me he's going to be with Schmidt-Peterson and with McLaren and with Chevrolet. Uh, I don't see anything compelling that tells me that, that, that anything different is going to happen there. But, again, it is a long off season. Yeah. So we'll just throw that out there. So, But let's and talk about – uh, Go on. Sorry. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, and they, and they don't call it the silly season for nothing, right? So – so, well, speaking of Aerosmith, Peterson, McLaren, or some people like to call how do they say it's – they like to call it spam now, Smith, Peterson, yeah, Aero, know, McLaren. No, I, think, yeah, I, think, is, I think they didn't do that, right? No, they did. No, I think the, the true name is um, – what is it? Arrow McLaren Racing with Schmidt peterson or so They made it like a really long uh, – you know, it'll take two lines on the top of the letterhead on the station. Yeah. So, but let's talk, let's talk about the teammate, uh, Marcus Erickson, who said – a decent rookie campaign. I don't know. You, you know Marcus pretty well. You've got to hang out with him and know him. Um, yeah. It looks like he may be the odd man out with this whole thing, but there's uh, some other rides available. And, and I know it didn't It didn't help his cause that Alfa Romeo pulled the, hey, you still work for us card, and, and they, they forced him to uh, uh, miss a race here, fly over uh, uh, to sit on the sideline and watch Kimi Raikkonen race. So, um, uh, you, you any idea what Marcus is working on for next year, or is he uh, is he yeah, trying to retain I, that that ride at Arrow? I mean, I think he'd love to stay. I'm I I honestly think it's still up in the air. I'm not sure anything's been decided on that. Um, you know, again, a lot of it's going to come down to you know how the uh, how the how the new team dynamics work and what and what they what everyone wants now. Because um, he was only you know he was on a uh, his contract was one year, right? So he is. Um, he wasn't committed for a second year already. So, but you know, I, 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 I think if he has a chance to stay, he'd love to stay. I think, yeah. Speaking with Marcus, and I talked to him, I think in June, it was early June. He uh, seems to really enjoy this series, which you know, and we've we've heard this from a number of guys that have come over from Formula One, how just the, the dynamic and the politics are so much different that it's enjoyable, and then the fact that the cars are so evenly matched, you know, you've, you've got a, you know, 20 out of those 24 guys entering the race have a legitimate shot at possibly winning. Um, so it's a great situation to be in. So uh, I hope Marcus finds something because uh, I like the guy. He's had a pretty good rookie campaign. Um, you know, like I say, put up a podium. Yeah, no, and he's been a great teammate too, right? I mean, that's that's a and that, and that you know whether whether he stays uh, whether he stays where he is or goes to another team. I mean, any team that gets him, I think, is going to find um, he's a really valuable addition. You know, he's because um, not 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 all drivers, even if they're great drivers, are um, are great sort of team members, right? You know, it, it, it's it's about communication. It's about uh, you know, being able to to read the car and and give feedback to engineers, you know, talk with your 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 teammates and stuff, uh, and he you know he he gets that right, and I think uh, so. I think I think James has really enjoyed having him uh, as a teammate in that regard. So uh, so I think I think wherever he ends up, if he's you know if he stays in IndyCar, is going to be um you know he's going he's going to be he's going to be very welcome a welcome addition. Yeah, and this this year's rookie crop has been phenomenal. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, when, when you look at uh, Rosenquist, nearly won a race. Um, Colton Herta did win a race. Uh, Santino uh, Frucci has been really surprising on the ovals. Um, you know, here's a guy that's coming in with not a lot of oval experience. Really surprisingly quick, surprisingly brave, and surprisingly lucky. Where <laughs> he's yeah. driven through a couple of incidents here. Um, people keep bringing up the the stuff from, from Formula 2, which I'm, I'm sure he regrets um, all that. And I think some of that was blown out of proportion. But everything I've seen uh, from this young man tells me that he's he's come in to IndyCar with the right attitude and the right work ethic, and um, so it looks like the rookie of the year is going to come down between him and Felix, I think, whoever finishes higher at Laguna. Yeah, well, I mean, like like so many other things in this series, it, it does. It's going to come down to this last race, right? Um I mean, you know, if 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 I if I were to if I were to pick a favorite, I think I think I might have a slight preference for Felix, uh, but you know, but you know, uh, Ferrucci's he's done, um, you know, he's 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 had as you say, he's had some impressive uh, impressive demonstrations of driving, but you know, how much of that comes down to luck is uh, is uh, is anyone's guess, I suppose, but. Um, I mean, and what was he? He's got he's got a stat, didn't he? And up to the uh, last race, he uh, what he he driven more laps or something? Was he, he hadn't? He, hadn't yeah, he, he completed the most laps of anybody in the series. Yeah. So yeah, he's, I mean, yeah. Run, running at the finish in nearly all the races. I think he had right. one, one DNF the whole year. Yeah. So right, which, yeah, which is so. it's a pretty amazing stat too, which means the kid keeps the car clean, you know, despite getting really close to incidents. Again, like I say, some of that was pure luck. Uh, and, and some of that is just skill and good driving. So, but I, I think he's got a, a a good future with the series. People are wanting to put him in a Penske car already, uh, <laughs> you know. But oh, I'm like, really? yeah. oh yeah, you know, you know how IndyCar fans are. We want to whoever whoever we like. Oh, they need to be in a Penske car. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, R- Roger likes a little more seasoning on his guys there, but uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the kid drives uh, at the level he is now for three, maybe four more years. Uh, win some races. Um, Roger takes a look at him. I think Roger's pretty happy with the guys he has now. So, and speaking of the guys Roger has now, we've got that Roger has two of his three drivers in contention for the championship. Uh, Joseph Newgarden has the easiest road to the title, uh, being the points leader. Um, he needs to finish fifth, and and it's over. You know, no, nobody else can do anything else about it. Um, Certainly, Joseph is very capable of running fifth. We've seen Joseph be impatient at times. Um, but I, I think he's going to come into this race with a good mindset of, of, you know, I don't need to go out and win the thing. I just need to finish ahead of, uh, you know, Rossi, um, Pagano. Um, Pagano and Rossi need to win the thing. Uh, Dixon needs... New Garden to crash on the first lap. Pretty well, much. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, if you look at Dixon's road to the championship, he needs New Garden to finish either last or next to last. And then Dixon also needs to win. So literally the first two cars that are eliminated from the race, Dixon will be eliminated from the championship. So, Well, listen, I mean, we've seen, uh, we've seen New Garden spin out on the last corner of the last lap and lose a half a dozen spots. We've seen Dixon crash, fix his car, come back on, you know, two laps down and come back to, to podium. So, uh, you know, anything could happen, but <clears throat> plus yeah. when, you, when, you, when you've got guys like, um, like, like Rossi and New Garden and Pagano, right. I mean, if they all qualify up front, right. And you know, say 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 Dixon qualifies in the middle. It wouldn't be crazy to see the three of them take each other out uh, early on, uh, just just through sheer aggression. Uh, and that's definitely a possibility if you look at what happened at Pocono and Portland. Yeah, we got guys being very aggressive on lap one. You right. Know, yeah. Especially no. if Ryan Hunter Ray is anywhere there in the mix to to <laughs> or Takuma to, to trigger it. So, but um, let's talk. Like I said, New Garden's got got a. The easiest road to it. He just needs to be professional, be calm, do what he does, r- run a good race, and and this title is his. Um, the the other two contenders, being Rossi and Pagano, pretty much need to win the race and have uh, 
you know, New Garden maybe run into a little trouble, maybe have a, a slow pit stop. They keep them out of the top five, right? Um, maybe a little contact, maybe a little little off track excursion. I don't know. Uh, you know, I hate to to wish ill on anybody, but uh, or, or maybe can't find the setup. But Pagano and Rossi are both guys that are very capable of dominating a weekend, and and we've seen both of them do that on on a couple of occasions. So um, Joseph can't be too comfortable there. And I know you're you're fairly friendly with Rossi. Um, you know, what's, uh, what's Rossi's mindset going into this thing? You know, I mean, Rossi is, you know, he's just one of the hungriest guys, right? Uh, and and in, a, in a field of very hungry um, guys. Uh, you know, Rossi strikes me as, as the one who, you know, of, of the ones that I've, you know, I, you know met personally and, and, and whatever. He's just, uh, you know, the, the guy thinks of winning like 24-7, right? Um, that's all he, he thinks about. And I think going into this race, because he knows, right, like, because he knows he has to win and he has no control over how everyone else does aside from that, right? It's, he doesn't have to worry about doing the mental math, you know, while he's driving. He just, just drives to win like he does the rest of the time. But, you know, I, you know, he wants a championship, right? He's, he's, he's going for the same, um, the same little milestones that uh, uh, that all the other drivers are going for. Um, it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting dynamic, right? Because you've got Pagano, who you know, he had his 500, and you know now he's he, so he's kind of got some momentum, I think, behind him. You know, even though uh, New Garden's leading, I think Pagano has this kind of you know like uh, he's got that feeling in his in his veins, right? That this is his year kind of thing. And, uh, and then you got Newgarden, who's you know the the defending champ or whatever, and he's he's or he's he's chasing it down and um, and feeling the pressure right now. Uh, and then you got Rossi, who you know he just he just wants it. So I don't know. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be some hard driving. I think I, I don't and I don't know. Maybe you guys know. Um, I haven't actually looked much into this. Like since they've been like when the last time uh, IndyCar raced there. But like, what kind of track is this going to be in terms of you know, passing, or is this going to be a qualification kind of kind of race? Well, qualification is going to be very important. Um, Laguna Sega is rather difficult to pass. Uh, a lot of these guys don't have data from the track because they haven't run, run this track in years. Um, I, I want to say it's 15 years since we uh, we've raced at Laguna Seca, you know, and and everybody remembers from what everybody remembers is the um, the pass in the corkscrew. Um, uh, you know, heard a. Try, you know, couldn't keep um, Zanardi behind him, uh, but but the race is it's it's going to be similar to what we've seen at Sonoma, where where it's going to settle in to be a little processional. Um, okay. Quali- qualifying is going to be paramount. You, you're going to want to start up front, um, and then pit strategy is going to come into it. Uh, I mean, if you get caught on the yellow, you're dead, dead in the water. Um, so it's. It, it's not like having the, the finale on, on an oval where the, the league can change a bunch of times. It's going to be qualifying is going to be a definite premium, and and getting some passes on restarts is going to be a premium because that's the best that's the best place to pass on the restarts when the field's bunched up. So and that's where we can see some fireworks. Um, now I, I think you know Penske's got a tiny bit of an advantage because they've been racing at Laguna and IMSA, and, you know, how much of their data from their IMSA team uh, translates to IndyCar, uh, you know, I don't know. Richard could probably answer that better than I can, but, I, but I'm sure that the data they have is pretty solid. Richard, what do you think? Um, I think the biggest thing they'll get is sort of tire wear, tire degradation, um, you know, the, how, the, um, how the truck evolves. Uh, throughout the day, uh, in terms of actual physical um, you know, setup data, uh, minimalistic. I mean, the may, most teams will have, um, you know, both Honda and Chevy will have good uh, simulation data that they can run through from track scans and the like. So I think they'll both be pretty close. And we talked about it before, the level that these teams work through these days um, I don't think anybody will miss the setup on it. I think they'll all go, especially the resources of these teams we're discussing, they'll all go there and get pretty damn close pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's gonna, I think it's going to be another 
you know, where the whole field is separated by less than a second. And we've got, uh, you know, we've got a nice field, 24 cars starting. Uh, you know, um, Jack Harvey's going to be in the field on his limited schedule. And Jack is always right, right up there in the mix. Um, you know, we've got uh, James Hinchcliffe, who really would like to rebound from these three three incidents getting knocked out at the start. Uh, I think they'll have good data there. Uh, I think Felix Rosenkvist is going to be tough here because this is a track that suits his uh, – it falls right in his wheelhouse. Uh, you know, and these are, you know, guys that are outside of the championship conversation. And I think Takuma Sato is going to be tough here too because, uh, again, this is a track that suits his wheelhouse. So, and speaking of Takuma, he's, uh, you know, despite uh, the, the nonsense in Texas where he came in the pits too fast, uh, the thing at Pocono where I believe he was wrongly blamed for starting the whole uh, chain of events there, he's had, had a two-win season, um, he's top ten in points, and it looks like he's going to sign with um, Ray Hall again for next year. Now, Richard, you're, you're quite familiar with Takuma. Um, oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you've worked with Takuma in the past, so um, I, I, I gotta say this is probably like his uh, his best season. The guy just kind of gets better with age. You know, there's still the mistakes here and there, but uh, yeah, I, I think he was. I, I think the whole thing that went around um, Pocono was very unjustified, uh, and I think we we've discussed that at length and. Um, he was pretty badly treated there by the press, I think, especially the announcers in the box. They uh, they, they went on him pretty harsh. But, uh, no, I mean, the guy's a quality driver, and you give him a quality car and a good setup, and he's going to get the job done. Um, and, you know, you just, you know, it's never going to happen. But, you know, if he was in a Penske, he'd be up there with the other guys. You know, if, um, he'd certainly be challenging. Um, I have no doubt. No, he, he's he's good. He's 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 really good, and he's great with the team. He's great with the fans. He's great with the sponsors. You know, he, he fits in really really well. Yeah, and I think it's just just that he's going to get a third season with Ray Hall. That's you know, I think they're all set except for you know crossing the T's and dotting the I's on the contract. He's ready to go. So uh, the last guy I want to talk about who had a uh, up and down season is Will Power, uh, and here's a guy that could possibly play spoiler in his championship uh, because he could he can go out and win this race and keep those other guys from winning it because and, and will has had a couple of really good performances just lately um he, he had a, a slump in the middle of the season oh from the beginning of the season uh but but here's a guy who could go ahead and take the win which would deny essentially you know rossi pagino or dixon and and help Newgarden or help pagino um so uh, I think, Will, you're going to have to keep an eye on this race because, again, here's a guy that this style track suits his wheelhouse. Um, and and then, then the other thing with Rossi is uh, he's, he's on a four-car team. If, if he can keep his teammates in between him and Newgarden, he can win this thing. The problem is half of his team is not very strong. Uh, you know, Marco has pretty much held down the back of the field all season long. I, I almost feel like he's lost the will to race. Much as much as I like Marco as as a guy and a driver, it's he's been miserable this year. Uh, Veach has been struggling. Hunter Ray's been good at times. Um, and Hunter Ray's another guy that can go out and win this race. So it's going to be really interesting to watch. So, uh, but I do want to save some time in the show to get into some of the other topics. So let's go around the table and, and pick a uh, winner for the race and, and a winner for the championship. And Christopher, since you're our guest, I'll start with you. All right. Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, I'm going to pick Rossi. I'm going Rossi, uh, for, for both. Right. I think, I, I, I think he's going to win. And, uh, and I think there's a good enough chance that. Um, that something's going to happen and, uh, and Joseph's going to finish about uh, six, sixth or worse. So that's my uh, slightly maybe some some wishful thinking there. I don't know. I just think that's what I want to see. All right. So, uh, Gray, what do you think? You know, Rossi's going to be on a tear, but I tell you, he, they have been just – that team has been just a little bit too inconsistent this year, you know, when you look back at last year. I think, uh, I think the Penske organization – uh, as strong as they are, and, and and Joseph 
wanting to reclaim that crown. I think uh, I think he'll uh, I think he'll win the championship. Uh, I think he'll keep it close and, and, and do what he has to do to win the championship. Uh, uh, far as winning the race, uh, gosh, mm, that's going to be a – I really don't have a clue on that, but um, I'm going I'm to go with uh, another Penske car. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Pagano. All right, and uh, Seth? Well, I'm going to say New Garden for the championship. Uh, for the race win itself, I'm going to go a little bit outside the box. So uh, let's go with Felix Rosenquist. That's a definite possibility. That could certainly happen. All right. Now, Richard? Uh, I'm going to go with I mean, almost a combination you mentioned earlier. The willpower for the win and uh, Joseph for the title. I'm going to go with Rossi for the win. Uh, and then he... Newgarden ends up fifth, and you know they're they're nearly tied at the end, and, and Rossi is disappointed again. Although I, I, from a personal point of view, I would really love to see Rossi win this thing because uh, I just I, I'm a big fan of Rossi. Uh, have been for a while, but uh, but I like Joseph too. So um, and I like Simon and I like Scott, but uh, so nobody picked Dixon to yeah. win. <laughs> and, and, yeah, nobody picked Pagano either. I was surprised about that. I, I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of thought, you know, I, I think, he, I think he's, 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 he's got a shot, right? Like, he's got a shot. He's been, he's been really good this year. You know, Simon's a guy that early, early this season, prior to May, everybody wanted to write him off. Everybody, everybody was saying, oh yeah, well, Rossi's going to come to Penske, and uh, you know, Pagano's going to get booted out. Well, you know, none of that came to fruition, and you know, all Pagano did was, you know, win every race in the month of May, which uh, Roger tends to really like that. <laughs> so, and and Rossi's been strong, or um, Pagano's been strong all year, so he can certainly win it. It's going to be fun to watch, and uh, I love. I was having a conversation with a, with a buddy the other day about the um, – because I found a graph, and, and I posted it on social media that, that, that lists all the, all the points uh, for, the, for the four contenders and how many points they would have if they finished in each position and with one bonus point, two bonus points, three bonus points, four bonus points, um, and, and it's all on a big spreadsheet. And then, and then somebody had to make the comment that said – Oh, yeah, well, so we'll just have to hear the announcers all through the race. Oh, the points as they run, it looks like this. If the race ended right now, it would look like this. And then I thought to myself, I said, you know, that's what I miss about the NASCAR playoff format, that that finale. You don't have that. It's just whoever finishes uh, top, you know, first out of the four guys left wins. I, I, I love that. The the you know the the math on the fly where we're saying oh the race ended now so um, I'm really looking forward to this race weekend um, and uh, great discussion guys but uh, but let's talk about the um, the the uh, NASCAR race up in or over in Vegas rather so Kyle Busch hits the wall early right loses a couple laps drives like a madman gets his laps back you know gets a couple lucky dogs. Then he runs into, comes up behind um, Garrett Smithley, um, who again, like I said, before this week, is a guy you never heard of. Um, Smithley doesn't get out of his way, uh, but Smithley certainly holds his line, right? Um, and, and Kyle just runs right into the back of him, gets some damage to the front of his car, uh, ends up 19th on the day, right? Um, Kyle is very ungracious in his interviews at the end there. He, he, he tells the reporters, I'm only here to be interviewed so I don't get fined. Um, you know, typical Kyle Bush stuff, you know, love him or hate him. This is, this is typical Kyle Bush. Um, and it proceeds to say, you got guys out here who never won a late model race out here on the track. This is supposed to be the upper echelon of motorsports. You know, what are these guys even doing here? Um, Smith Lee takes to social media to defend himself a little Twitter war back and forth, you know, and he's like, well, if he was, if you know, the one guy, the other guy, Seth, who was the other guy involved? Uh, Joey Gase. Was Joey, Joey, involved. Yeah, Joey Gase says, oh, I'll, I'll switch cars with you any day of the week. And then, um, Smith, well, Smithley says, oh, I, you know, you just don't know what us guys in the back go through. 
Well, to be fair about Garrett Smithley, in an underfunded truck earlier this year, he was outrunning all three. Well, I shouldn't say all three. He was outrunning the two full-time Kyle Busch Motorsports drivers, Todd Gilliland and Harrison Burton. Uh, again, that was an underfunded truck, and he was running well until he got caught up in an accident late in that race. That okay, was but but Seth, but, let me let me throw this out, okay? Kyle okay. Busch comment was, this is the upper echelon of, of NASCAR racing, I know. right? This, I know. This, this, well, is, this is the cup level series, okay? Well, here's, so here's let, me, let, me, let me just say this, and then you can be pissed off at me like <laughs> like everybody is pissed off at Kyle Busch. Because oddly enough, uh, you know, Garrett Smithley pissed off Kyle Busch, and suddenly Smithley is the NASCAR's most popular driver. Everybody is defending him. But to Kyle's point, okay, yeah, this guy hasn't won a race since – his, you know, Bandolero days or his Legends days, right? Uh, but but yet he's out here, okay? And, and these guys want to prove they be, they belong, right? So I'm okay. And there's other guys out there in the top level that haven't won in junior levels, but they've, you know, progressed through and 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 race. But when I when I look at the the scoring, right? So the Smithley is twelve laps down, right? He didn't have a bad pit stop, he didn't spin, he didn't hit the wall, his car is just that much slower than the rest of the field. So to Kyle's point, okay, yeah, <laughs> what is this guy doing out here? He, he shouldn't, you know, he runs into the back of the guy, but but then again, 12 laps down, that's slow. The guy's a rolling roadblock. He's so so Seth, Seth defend Garrett Smithley. Well, first off, he's making minimum speed. If he was going so slow... That it was an issue. NASCAR would not let him continue on the track. That's the first case there. Second, for Garrett Smithley, like you said, there are drivers. Uh, name one that comes to mind immediately that has not won in NASCAR is Daniel Hemrick, who uh, it was announced earlier this week will not be returning to Richard Childress Racing uh, next year. So there are other drivers. Uh, Matt Tift also comes to mind, and Matt Tift was several laps down. Yet you don't hear Kyle talking about drivers like that. You only hear him talking about the ones in the underfunded rides. That being said, Garrett, Joey Gase, they're running on shoestring budgets uh, week in, week out, whether it's the Cup Series, whether it's the Xfinity Series, whether it's the Truck Series. They haven't had a break that or been able to make enough money to be able to take a chance on themselves like Ryan Priest has, like Matty Bendel has, like other drivers have. So in their defense, they are trying their best. And one other thing I do want to mention very clearly. Yes, Kyle Busch was mad that Garrett Smithley did not go high like he was told Garrett Smithley was going to by his father. Garrett Smithley's father was never spoken to by Kyle Busch's father. Kyle Busch's father spoke to Garrett's teammate, J.J. Yaley. So how is Smithley supposed to go high to let Kyle buy if he's never even told because the father spoke to the wrong father? Well, there you go. So, Seth, I appreciate your passion on this issue. I really do. <laughs> Gray? Gray, what are your thoughts on this? You, you've been you've been in this business longer than any of us. Well, Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch, and I mean, you know, he's he's I've worked with him before. He's going to give you 110 percent when he's behind that car, and he's he's disappointed when he doesn't win. He he gets fired up and gets mad because he's 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 doing it. And I tell you, we need Kyle Busch in our sport right now because he brings passion and he brings personality to it. You don't always have to like it. You don't always have to agree with it. And he's going to rub people the wrong way, but he is an individual and in, in, in a sport right now that sorely needs individuals like that. You know, whether he wears the black hat or what he's, he's, he's good for the sport, uh, 100%. And, uh, you know, he was he was he was upset. I mean, he'd come back from two laps down and fought and fought and fought to get back on the lead lap and and was was trying to get you know make uh, chicken salad out of chicken, you know what? But um, he um, 
he put on a show. He was fun to watch, you know, when he, when he did, you know, try to get back his, back his lap. And, uh, so yeah, you know, um, I understand he's, I understand he's upset. I'm not going to put the blame on, on, on the other guy for doing it. I mean, he, he was, uh, I mean, he was just riding along and, uh, you know, staying in the middle and, some guys will tell you that's that's the best way to do it. Sometimes just stay where you're at and let the faster cars pick their way around you, uh, rather than try to go high or go low. You know, so I'm I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna debate who who was wrong there and, and that kind of thing. So, but uh, yeah, you know, a lot a lot of fans are not gonna like what Kyle did. But when you when you step back from it and and uh, and look at it, you got to appreciate his passion. Certainly, certainly. Well, well said. Now, um, so Martin Truex is on to the next round. Um, very, very happy in victory lane. Joey Logano had a heck of a race too. It just it seemed like the 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 daytime to nighttime transition at Vegas, which he, they haven't done before, kind of the setup of his car was not quite. He the also same. got damage. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, he was but, but he, 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 yeah, he, had, he had mentioned the the transition in the weather though too, or the you know light to dark. So, which the transition may have been a factor, but uh, like Kyle Busch, after he received the damage, he his car just was not the same. Uh, there was also an Xfinity race and a truck race this weekend. Uh, the Xfinity race, very briefly, it was the uh, last race of the regular season, Tyler Reddick, uh, in a car that the fuel mileage was supposedly 60 laps, was able to stretch 70 laps and coast to victory ahead of Christopher Bell, uh, also attempting the did, same strategy. Did that, that car passed inspection? Yes. Outstanding. Also, Good job. Also on that same strategy, Greg Galding earned the top 10 finish in a Bobby Dollar owned car, another unfunded team that is his fourth top 10 this season, fourth of his career. Uh, one car was disqualified from the Xfinity race, Ryan Sieg. He finished 14th. Uh, he is the last driver to make the playoffs because his points gap over Galding was over a hundred points. So that cushion was big enough that he was able to move on despite the disqualification. All right. Good stuff. And, in, uh, in the truck series, uh, Austin Hill won. It was an elimination race. Uh, eliminated from the playoffs are Grant Enfinger and Johnny Sauter after they were two of 15 trucks that had some sort of engine or fuel pump issue throughout the race. Now the, the trucks are using a common engine block this year, correct? Uh, of the fifteen trucks that had engine or fuel pump issues, fourteen of them were using the NT1 Ilmore spec engine. Okay, so somebody at Ilmore needs to do a little more homework because you've got you've got guys losing spots well, spots in the playoffs due to well, things beyond their control. Correct? Well, Am I correct? Yes and no. The, the only reason why I'm saying no, uh, the th- three of the drivers who had engine failures, John Sawyer, Matt Craft, and Grant Enfinger, they're all out of Thor Sport Racing. Since the truck series went to this spec engine last year, Thor Sport Racing has had the most engine failures. Most of the time it's happened in practice or in qualifying, but they've had the most engine failures and talk in the garage is that they're doing something in-house to the spec engines. That would, yeah, if it's all coming from the same team, that would, that would, yeah. theory would hold water, yeah. I that gotcha. doesn't explain everybody else, but everybody else that had an issue, it was one truck from this team, one truck from that team, one truck from this team. So it was more randomized outside of that one team. All right, so... so so we're off to Richmond next. Correct. And all th- all three series at Richmond or, or... Uh, just Cup and Xfinity. All right. So, so Friday, Saturday. Yes. <gasps> Excuse me. So who do we like for Richmond? 
I would have to go with uh, Brad Keselowski after his performance earlier this year. But uh, if we're looking at who's been hot recently, uh, it would be one of the Gibbs cars, you would think. That being said, uh, the way the playoffs started, uh, you had Eric Jones with a stuck throttle in second gear. You had Kyle Busch making a mistake bouncing off the wall on lap, lap three or four. Uh, you had Denny Hamlin just fade. So if you're looking at based on the start of the playoffs, I'd say either Truex, Harvick, Kazowski, or maybe even Chase Elliott. Uh, Seth, you get to pick one. I know. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll go with Kazowski. All right. Um, Christopher, do you care to pick a NASCAR driver? I know you don't, you don't watch it a lot. I, I honestly, I, I'm out of my wheelhouse on this one. Um, I, I was not paying attention uh, for most of the second half of the, the, the year. So okay, so you, I honestly, yeah, I got, I got, I got no insight on this one. I thought you were going to say the conversation we just had. No. Oh no, no, I was, I was listening intently to the conversation. I was, I was fascinated. It was you were filling me in on everything that I hadn't, I hadn't uh, noticed. Yeah. All right, so, so we're, we're going to pick Kyle Busch for you. And then that's a good Great. pick. That's a good Thank pick. You. So you get Kyle yeah. Busch. Um, now, Gray, you probably want a Kyle Busch. Now you need to pick somebody else. Well, I was going. I'm, I'm, I'm still think Kyle Busch is going to win, going to rebound and win the race because he's going to come in on. A, he's going to come in with a mission. But if you go back to the spring race there, uh, Truex won it, and that, I believe that was his first short track win of his career. Was it not, Seth? It was. Uh... Yep. It was. So the yeah. driver who now has that distinction not winning on a short track, Chase yeah. Elliott. Yeah, okay. Um, I think I think Truex will be tough there, but, uh, you know, if you remember, Joey Logano was run, was, was really pressing him there at the at the end, and I think Logano's gonna gonna have something to say about it too, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Hitch there and say um uh Kyle Bush. He's gonna he's going to uh rebound and, and come in Richmond with a vengeance. All right. And Richard? Kevin Harvick. Yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, Harvick looks good. Uh, I'm going to go with Logano. I'm going to go with Joey Logano, um, just based on the fact that uh, I'll go with Seth's, lo- Seth's logic that once the IndyCar season ends, the Pesky cars come to life in NASCAR. So, um, even though the IndyCar series isn't quite over. Let's... Uh, we, we've got a few minutes left to talk about Formula One. Richard, where, where are we going to Formula One this week? Singapore. Singapore, the night race. The night race. The original the, night race. The original night race, yeah. So uh, not a not a favorite track of, of some folks. Um, I, 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 I do enjoy watching it just yeah, because yeah. of the because of the, vi- the visuals, yeah. yeah. But um, so. You can get some good races there every now and again, depending on you know how it all stacks up. But um, it, it's a bit like Monaco in a way. Watching from the going beyond the armchair fan, for want of a better word, you know, to, to the enthusiast, you know, just to see these guys and the cars driving on the limit around um, around Singapore is pretty damn impressive, really. Um, so they've added a third DRS. Uh, uh, I believe to the track, so you know, again, to try and encourage the passing and encourage overtaking there, and um, who knows if that'll work, but uh, should be a good race. Um, you're probably not going to see a Ferrari win, um, you know, as we've seen in the last two weekends. This track probably doesn't suit their uh, suit their car as much as uh, it would suit the Mercedes and the Red Bulls. And um, I, I personally, I think that um, you know, Verstappen's going to be up there in the Red Bull. I think uh, I think he could certainly be pushing the two Mercedes quite uh, quite closely. Yeah, you kind of read my mind there. I was thinking this, this is a track that suits Red Bull well because they're, it they're is, yeah. they've they've always been more of a handling than a horsepower. So uh. yeah, I think uh, you know of, of the remaining races, I think they're going to be targeting targeting Singapore and uh, Mexico quite uh, quite closely. Certainly, certainly so. All right, and the you know championship battle is this. Yeah, yeah, Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, I think the, I think the, the the back but you know the, the back story to all this is of course the dynamics we're seeing at Ferrari between Leclerc and Vettel. Um, obviously Leclerc's got his two wins so far this season to uh, Seb's zero, uh, which is is pretty telling. Um, you could quite clearly say that you know Vettel should have won Canada, and you can also say that uh, 
Charles should have won uh, Bahrain and maybe even Azerbaijan as well. So, uh, you know, Charles had a pretty good good run. Um, and we, we talked about this before with Seb, you know, he gets into these positions um, and does he have the the balls for the fight, basically? You know, when he was at Red Bull and uh, Ricciardo came in and upstaged him in that uh, first season of the hybrid uh, car, you know, he jumped ship straight away to Ferrari. Um, you know, obviously, next year seems to be pretty well set. Obviously, there still is a seat available at uh, Red Bull next to next to Max. But if he's worried about, you know, if he's worried about Danny Ricciardo and Charles Leclerc being teammates, then I can't imagine he's too enamoured with the prospect of going to uh, back to a, a Red Bull with with Max Verstappen as a as a teammate. No, I can't, I can't see him wanting to do that at all. I. I... Uh, you know, but but Vettel is Vettel is Vettel, and he's going to do what he wants to do. But my gosh, you know the the, the amount of mistakes he's made this year is, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many of them you can hang on him, and how many you can hang on the team, and how many you can hang on strategy. But it's just it's been, it's been a miserable year for Seb. But the problem, the way I look at it, rightly or wrongly, is is these mistakes that you mention um, are born out of pressure. And it's a culmination, you know, the reason a team like Ferrari makes mistakes, both strategically and mechanically, and the driver makes mistakes, is because they're under pressure to, to, to perform. And, uh, you know, that is, that's part, and at the end of the day, the dri- you know, it's the driver that's got to go out there and do the business on the track. And, you know, he's made mistakes. Ca- Canada was a prime example. He made a mistake at Canada. Uh, Silverstone made a mistake there, you know. Um, Monza, you know, make mistakes. They're all driver-induced errors, and it's because of the pressure. And then once the driver's backing up and not getting the results, then the team feel under pressure to push their limits and push the pit strategies and put their push their mechanical um, development. So I I don't want to be too harsh on the guy, but for a four-time world champion, he struggled. And I think you expect better from somebody of his caliber. Um, you know, not to say he's done or finished within the sport by any stretch of the imagination, but you wonder if his career is going to go the way of somebody like Alonso. You know, talk the talk for many, many years after winning his titles, but never really execute them. You know, very, very similar career there. Come in as a young age, be very, very successful in the early 20s. And I think, I think in fact, um, uh, Vettel replaced Alonso as the youngest champion. I, I may be correct in saying that, I'm not sure. But... Um, you know, you just look at it and it's almost sort of, you fear that it's going to stagnate. So there's no doubt he's a phenomenal driver and a huge talent. But, you know, is he going to start jumping around like Alonso did and just always seem to jump into a worse position? I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, what I do know is that we're just about out of time. So uh, if you'd like to go ahead, Richard, and make a prediction for who's going to win Singapore, throw uh, it out there. Are you sticking with Verstappen? I guess so. Yeah. You guess not? so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Christopher, who do you like? Who do you like for Singapore? Because I, well, I know I know you watch a little more Formula One than you do NASCAR. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll have to say Hamilton then. Although I would, I would, I would note, I'd like, I'd like to see Vettel do his thing of getting the pole in all the odd numbered years, right? Because yes. like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I would like to see that happen as well. Because I think that's a, that's a neat little pattern. That is a neat little pattern. Gray, who do you like for Singapore? Oh gosh, uh, Hamilton. All right, Seth. Uh, um, Leclerc. Okay, so that leaves me with Valtteri. So I'll go with Valtteri Bottas. Um, and then uh, we are at a time. Before we go off the air, I do want to mention one thing. Um. Christopher, thank you so much for coming on on our show. But I want to tell our, our folks who listen to us, uh, link up with uh, with Chris on social media. He's got a great giveaway going on right now, and you need to you need to do this before Sunday, okay? Um, you, you need to, to you know find him on Facebook or Jason Checker's book on Facebook, and he's got a, a neat giveaway where you're going to get an autographed copy of Jason Checker's. You're going to get a Green light, 118th limited edition die cast of James Hinchcliffe cars signed by James, and uh, Arrow Racing hat signed by both Marcus Erickson and James Hinchcliffe. 
All you got to do is get on there, like the post, and share the post. Right, Chris? Yeah, thanks for the plug. That was very kind of you. you did all yeah, the work yeah. For me. That was great. Well, I mean, I came, came across it the other day, and, and, I, and I'll tell you what, the diecast is very nice because uh, we, we own one. Um, or my, or my, my wife has one, rather. Yeah. She, I have 150-some diecast. She has one, and it's that one, and she loves it. So, uh, uh, Christopher, thank you so much for coming on the show. Pleasure. Um, Gray, Seth, Richard. Thank you, guys. I want to thank Hoobazoo Radio Network, iHeartRadio, and Spreaker. And I want to thank all you folks who listen, listen to us week in and week out. And we'll talk to you next week. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.